Welcome to Ensemble Sports Talk. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Man, woman, and child did that. Put him in the aisle. You believe in miracles yet? Bobby, anything to add? Uh, He's not the best color man in the league for nothing, folks. Welcome, everyone, to our sports podcast. Uh, my name is Jared Lisey, and I'm here with Tim Maxwell, and the sports that we are going to talk about in our podcast are college football, college basketball, and Major League Baseball. All right, football. Football, 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 football. All right, folks, um, today is our very first podcast of ensemble sports talk so it's kind of exciting thank you for joining us yes thank you and our first topic today our very first topic ever is going to be um predicting who's gonna win each conference in this upcoming football season assuming we are having one yeah we're going through uh power five yes power five no uh no, those American garbage. I guess I was gonna say. I guess if we really wanted to, and if there's desire, we could go through the smaller conferences. We'd probably talk a lot about the MAC. Um, the MAC is probably just because of for betting purposes. <laughs> but yeah, today we're sticking with uh, Power Five because that's what we know the most about and pay the most attention to. True. Um, the very first conference I think we should bring up, go east to west, yeah. is the ACC. That is the Atlantic Coast Conference for all you. Uh, and anybody new to college football out there? Um, so, yeah. I, he, this one's pretty obvious, isn't it? I mean, unless Florida State has an, a great comeback season, yes. <laughs> this is extremely obvious. As I'm saying, my notes, my notes for this are pretty simple. Clemson, no one else. So I've heard a lot of people Louisville. think that... Uh, I've heard some talk about them because they were uh, they had a lot of new faces last year after uh, Lamar Jackson left, and they did pretty okay against uh, they did pretty okay for one half against Notre Dame in the first game of the season, and then then they didn't. Um, but I mean, so a lot of new people at most. Like skill positions and just across the board from a team that was really, really good for two years. So, I mean, they'll probably do fine. Uh, but I've heard a lot of people talk about uh, Miami. Oh, God. Because they got uh, Derek King transferred there from oh, Houston. Oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, and he can play because he's a grad transfer. Um, and Miami is one of those teams where they're just, every other year, they're either really, really good or they're incredibly underwhelming underwhelming is probably the best word there i would agree um because like last year tate martell came in as a transfer and i'm like oh he's going to be quarterback there but then he didn't even win the quarterback battle but the guy who started for them last year is transferring away because Derek king transferred there from houston as a grad transfer to be their quarterback i would agree as i said and Derek king is i he's not I don't think he's a great quarterback, like like throwing the ball. But well, that dude is shifty as hell. Yeah, I think he's your prototypical, like, 
college quarterback who's really effective in the college game, but it won't. Maybe it'll transfer to the NFL now that Lamar Jackson's kind of put a new spin on the the, the dual threat quarterback. Um, but but historically, he is the type of quarterback who thrives at the FBS level, but then has to play different position. wide receiver in the NFL. Well, the interesting um, thing about Derek King too is uh, he played. I believe he first was at Houston as a uh, wide receiver. And then they moved him to quarterback. So, uh, but also, I want to mention one player from Miami. Uh, his name is Gregory Rousseau, I think is how you pronounce it. He was a freshman last year, mm-hmm. redshirt freshman, got 15 sacks. So, is he an edge rusher? Yes. Okay. So, I was going to say, if anything else, they got say, a great defensive hey, Miami's player. defense. Um, they kept them in, in in games last year. Yeah. Um, their offense didn't really do them a lot of favors. Because um, their quarterback last year, for the life of me, I can't remember his name. Um, he wasn't very memorable based off his play. I mean, he was a freshman. He's um, pretty bad. But, uh, Jaron Williams. Jaron folks. Williams. I wanted to say Manny Williams, but I know that's not right because I was thinking of uh, – Manny Wilkins or somebody, guy who used to be a quarterback at Arizona State a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He I wore long sleeves every game. Um, but yeah, no, Jaron Williams. Yes, is that? I freshman. mean, he had your typical season. You think I, for a yeah. true freshman, he threw for more touchdowns and ints, but those numbers were still pretty close. Um, and I mean, yeah, Miami's defense kept them in a lot of games, um, and in the stretches where they were good with Mark Richt. Their defense was the better part of their team. I would agree. So. Um, the interesting thing um, about Miami that I would like to see is how they replace Shaq Quarterman, their middle yes, linebacker. they will miss him. They will miss him a lot. Uh, that dude made plays after plays, but on like without him, mm-hmm. they would give up mm-hmm. 40 points a game. Yep. And not create many turnovers. But I just want to mention a couple players from Louisville. Because I have Louisville, who I think would be second in uh, the ACC, would challenge Clemson. Not challenge Clemson, but would play them. Are they in the same division as Clemson? Oh, man, I should have looked that up. I don't know. I don't think so. Ooh, actually. I get my I get my divisions in the ACC mixed up a lot because they're not based on where you are geographically. I would agree. Um, because so many schools mm-hmm. have come into the conference from the old Big East, like yeah. Boston College, um, Miami, Louisville, Louisville, um, Syracuse, Syracuse, um, Pitt, Pitt, not West Virginia. That's about it. Um, but yeah, but but I mean, well, like, so it's kind of yeah. Geographically, the divisions don't line up, so I, I constantly forget. I know that Miami and Florida State are in the same one, Virginia. Um, and Virginia is also in their division. Tech. Virginia Tech is in that one as well. I'll just tell you the divisions. I know it's is it Louisville, Clemson, Syracuse, Duke, Boston College. No, it's Clemson, Louisville, Wake Forest, Wake BC, Forest. Boston College, Florida State, Syracuse, North Carolina State. And then okay. in the coastal, okay. it's Miami, Virginia, okay. Virginia Tech, Pitt, 
North Carolina, Duke, Georgia Tech. I was going to say, I knew Duke and Florida State were opposite because they played in the ACC title game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also knew Clemson and Virginia Tech were opposite because they played each other for like five years in a row in the ACC title game in the early part of the decade. Yeah. Um, But other than that, I can't say I pay much attention to who's where in that conference. Neither do I. Because a lot of them are really forgettable. Yeah, I was going to say, the um, Coastal, that's wide open every year. Every yeah, now year. that Florida State's kind of fallen off since uh, Jimbo left. Yeah. No, Florida State's um, in uh, the Atlantic. Are they? Yeah. Okay. You have Miami, Virginia, okay. Virginia okay. Tech. You said the Coastal, and I assume that was the one that Clemson wasn't in? No, they're in the Atlantic. Um, oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, um, but, yeah, speaking of those, I just... I, no one's going to compete with Clemson. They're just a factory now of talent, and they're they're with Trevor Lawrence and Etienne back. I was going to say back. unless unless Trevor Lawrence gets hurt. That's true. Because their backup left, Bryce yeah. transferred, so he's not there, and he he bailed them out versus uh, um, North Carolina State, Syracuse, Syracuse, two seasons ago. Oh yeah, okay. Um. But against North Carolina last year, last year, um, I mean, Clemson just played terribly that game. And, I mean, North Carolina wasn't by, they North Carolina wasn't amazing by any stretch of the imagination last year, but they weren't awful. They were like that middle of the pack. And they have a really good quarterback, yeah, Sam, Sam Howell. Howell. Sam Howell is a really, really good quarterback. He his numbers project super well, given how well he did as a true freshman last year. Yeah. Um, he also plays for a good coach who's been around the block, coached some good quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, so Clemson, Clemson number one, winning the ACC again, Easily. undefeated. Yeah. Or no? Yeah? Yeah. Um, I... I I I could see them slip up because Dabo always seems to have one bad game a year where he just he doesn't coach well. Last couple of years it's been Syracuse. So um I could see North Carolina come up cuz as you know quarterback playing college football yeah. is massively important and, and Sam Howell as we mentioned before is a certified stud. Yeah. And you could argue that North Carolina should have won that game. Like that should have been yeah, the game yeah. that Clemson lost last year. North Carolina going for two. The play they ran, I, I terrible, it, terrible, terrible. I would have just kicked the extra point because they would have tied if they kicked the extra point. I believe and forced overtime. Yeah, um, but as or as, if I'm mistaken, they needed two for the tie. I think they, I think um, they, they went for the win. Outright. I was going to say, I thought they lost twenty to nineteen. Yeah, um, I. But personally, I don't know about you. I am one of those teams that. I'm, oh, you go for the win. I'm gonna win it on the field versus a good team. Yeah. I'm not nearly as good, yeah. so you just you have to. I would not have done what they decided to do. No, what is going going for two? Um, I would not try and because remember this is a Clemson team. Isaiah Simmons, their do it all player on defense, yeah. just got drafted what, eighth overall to the Cardinals. to the Cardinals. That dude is insanely fast. That and he mostly played like on the outside linebacker spot or that, like a rover. Yeah, why would you try and run to the outside? You're dumb. You're dumb if you do that. That guy's so big, and he's so fast. No, nah, they're going to miss him a lot, though, too, because he bailed them out. He did. Oh, so many um, times throughout the season. Yeah. So Their defense was not um, Their defense was not as good as it has been. Uh-uh. Last season, it was not as good. It was weaker. Their offense made up for it a lot. 
Um, um, but those two players for Louisville, before we move on to a different conference, yeah. is uh, Javian Hawkins. He had 1,500 yards last year as a true freshman. Yeah. Came in, played really well. And then mm-hmm. the quarterback for Louisville uh, mm-hmm. is Malik Cunningham. And he had around 2,300 yards, so not bad. No. But that was the first time he started in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you got to give him credit. And if they play that well as freshmen and sophomores, they're just going to be better. It's true. Usually. It's true. Um, can't say that for everyone. Adrian Martinez. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Um, do you want to go next conference or do you still um, Should we pick – do we want to do conference title game matchup? Oh, yeah. And then winners? Yeah, and then winners. Okay. Um, you can go first on this uh, one. I, I think, obviously, Clemson. Clemson versus – I I like Sam Howell way too much. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going North Carolina Clemson title, uh, ACC title game, and I th- 35-28. I don't think it'll be a blowout because okay. I think North Carolina under uh, Mac Brown is going to get – they're going to be okay. top 15 Clemson caliber. played Pitt last year, right? <laughs> yeah. um, that was ugly. I'm going to go – I say this is the conference that I probably know the least about. Um, you know what? I'm going to say Florida State has a bounce-back season because they have good players and they fired Taggart. I don't know why they ever hired him. I mean, think about what Oregon would be. Oh. He didn't have a great season. He coached Oregon for one year. He didn't have a great year, and Florida State decided they loved him and they had to have him. And now Florida has Mario Cristobal. No. And no. Mario Cristobal. Yeah. Oregon. Yes. You That's said Florida. I said I uh, sorry. It sounded like I'm talking right in the microphone. Oh, I said sorry. Oregon. Oh my. Or at least I meant to say Oregon. If I didn't, Oregon has Mario Cristobal now, mm-hmm. and they're insanely good again. So Oregon's really thankful for Florida State for being dumb. Hey, but they, they got rid of him now. And so they're probably in a better place. And I'm going to count on them to have a bounce back here and make me look smart, but they're still going to lose. Yeah, I'll, I'll go sure. Clemson uh, 40 f- let's, 45 to 21 over Florida State in the conference title game. Yeah. Um, but I think Florida State will hit, let's call it nine wins. Let's be optimistic. That's not bad. Um. It's a solid year for how bad they have been. Yeah, but I know that um I mean you can't you can't have that good a talent and be that bad every year. It for will, that many years in a row. It will rebound, for sure. Mm-hmm. And the All guy right. they got from Memphis is he made Memphis yeah. pretty damn good. So and, and this is his jump up from the middle of the pack to the big the big, big boys. boys so so he'll come in with something to prove and he'll bring a lot of intensity and a lot of drive and ambition with him um and i mean sometimes you just need that fire to kind of revitalize your program and get the players going mm-hmm. it just because i mean if you've ever played for a terrible coach in your life you know that you have no passion to really do anything well for them it it all kind of comes down to how much like it matters to you 
and so I, I mean it can kind of be easy i think to to get a little phased out or especially when you're like you're supposed to be really good and you kind of start to lose a lot and you drop games cuz i think that when you know you're really talented and you know you're really good starting 2 and 2 feels like you went 0 and 4 yeah cuz your two wins are probably against bad teams and your two losses are against teams you should have beaten but they were kind of more middle of the road and they snuck up on you because you weren't focused, or you just dropped the games. So it, it five hundred feels like you haven't won at all, and then you hit your conference schedule, and it can kind of snowball. But I think they'll do better. Same. Speaking of the coach you would want to play for, Ed Orgeron down in LSU. Perfect yeah. segue uh, to the SEC. Go Tigers. Um, oh, the nice. SEC, I think, is the the. The one conference that is up in the air. I think there's four teams, to me, that could take the step up or continue their excellence. Um, I think there's... Yeah, I'd say four. I think we have a different four, but I I would would say four. Probably, probably. Not Vanderbilt. What? Dude, they were Um, dark horse last year. You want to say your four first? Oh, uh, yeah, I can. Um, for me, the four, I think... Two of them are in the east, two of them are in the west. Same. Same? Okay, then maybe we do have the same four. Maybe. Um, LSU and Alabama, obviously, in the west. Um, I don't... I think LSU is going to lose twice this year, at least, because they lost... They obviously lost Joe Burrow. He's the number one pick. They lost Justin Jefferson. He won the Blitnikoff, right? No. Chase. No? Who's still there did. He did? Yeah. Didn't Justin Jefferson have something like 1,500 receiving yards? And like four, 15 touchdowns. Yeah. But Chase had like 19 touchdowns. And, uh, let me, I'll look, I'll look okay. that up. I was going to say, they, I saw 1,500 receiving yards. It's like, holy shit, dude. No, that's he didn't. Insane. Because Chase had, he had more receiving yards, I believe, and... More, more touchdowns. He, I know he had more, more yards. I know he had more touchdowns for sure. But Christ. remember, Joe Burrow threw for like five thousand. Five thousand. I know. So. Um, but still, to have two receivers combined for that's nuts. Almost four thousand yards. Nuts. My God. Um. um but uh, I'll finish my point while you look that up. Like they lost Burrow. They lost Justin Jefferson. Edwards Hilaire, their running back, super underrated. That guy was a tank. He bounced. Up. He was slippery, and he just stayed on his feet. That guy was a yards machine. I don't um, want to say this, but uh, I think he's the reason they won the national title game. He's he's I, I he think, is the 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 underrated star. I I think yeah he is your. Uh, this is something that translates across all sports. Um, it manifest it might manifest itself in different ways. But it is something that is present in all sports. Well, I guess team sports. Not tennis, because that's kind of solo. Maybe in doubles. Every team needs that one guy who is part of their starting lineup. Maybe he's a sub, too. Like he, he's a, like in basketball, maybe he's your sixth man. Yeah. Or in football, he's part of your second. Like he's your third down back or something. Um, or he's a guy who comes in and like nickel-dime packages on defense. Like... 
every team needs that guy who can come in who just his engine is always on he has just relentless energy and he just attacks everything with as much energy as he possibly can the entire time he's on the field and most of what he does is he does the dirty work and all the setup work and he gets you to the spots where you can really open things up in your people that are more creative and a little bit more explosive who have just kind of been waiting and trying to find something and just kind of get themselves open that guy sets them up to then like really really shine because he puts you oh who just sent me a message yeah he just puts you in a spot where uh it's bad radio my phone my phone and computer just went off at the same time but those players put you in spots where your best players can really succeed because more attention comes off of them um because I remember a specific play that he had, uh, and it was versus Alabama, LSU mm-hmm. Alabama game, and it was like a third and four, and they ran the ball, and he mm-hmm. broke a tackle, and then got the first down, which then LSU's winning. But if they don't get that, Bama gets the ball back with a minute twenty left, yeah. and as I say, as you know, Bama has the athletes mm-hmm. that could easily win you the game. Uh, but the stats. <laughs> Chase, 1,700 yards. Oh, my God. 20 TDs. Ooh. Jefferson, 1,500 yards. He came back, too. He, they still have him. Well, he, he was only a sophomore. I know. It's insane. And then Jefferson, 18 touchdowns. So less yards and less TDs. Okay. Um, but anyway, I think LSU is going to lose twice because they're obviously going to regress at quarterback. Uh, they don't have as good of a running back. Well, maybe they will have as good of a running back. We'll have to see. Um. But they lost one of their two big receivers. So Jamar Chase is going to get a lot more attention. Thaddeus Moss, their tight end, also went to the NFL. He's an undrafted free agent. He signed with somebody. I don't remember who. But so a lot of their big targets are gone. And I I, I think the most important thing that they're really going to miss is they're going to miss not having Joe Brady. I agree. Because he's the guy who created their offense. And he's the reason for kind of their renaissance and their consequential resurgence in the last two years. Mm-hmm. But now he works for the Carolina Panthers <laughs> and they don't have him anymore. So we'll see how well they can kind of hand down his ideas and his methods and how will they put them into practice without him being there. We'll see how much they really picked up on it. Because you know their defense is going to be good because their defense is always good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's their defense coordinator too. That's true. Um, but I say if push comes to shove, though, Coach O, he is a defensive coach. Particularly, he specializes in the defensive line. Yeah. Um, so you know their defense will be solid. They usually have a really good secondary. Um, but they may not score as much anymore. And if they can't score as much, then they will lose games because there were games last year where they needed to score 50 to win. Mm-hmm. Like uh, on the road at Texas, they scored 45. And Bama. Bama. On the board, that game looked a lot closer than it was. If you watched it, you'd know the, point, the score was not reflective of the beatdown that happened. No. However, LSU did not take advantage of all their opportunities to score. And at the end of the game, in the fourth quarter, 
they really let Alabama back in it. Yeah. Um, so there were games where they needed all the points they could possibly get. Um, there were also games, the national title game, where they did not need them. And they just kept doing it for fun. <laughs> um, and also the game in the semifinal against Oklahoma. R.I.P. Oklahoma. Man. They just get shit on every year in the, in, like in the they're playoffs. They're good enough to make the playoffs. I mean, my God. But the <laughs> three straight years they uh, get. Uh, the thing is, I'd so. say they've had one really great game, and it was when they played Georgia at the Rose Bowl. That was an all time great game. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no. LSU is my first team in the West. Alabama's my other team in the West because as long as Nick Saban is there, they're always going to be a top five team. That will not change. Um, in the East, Georgia, mm-hmm. um, Malik Newman, is that his name? The guy who I is, think so, yes. yes. He transferred from Wake Forest. He's immediately eligible. He'll be the starter. Been hearing a lot of people say he's really amazing. He is really, he's good. You can't deny that. But I guess the question is, is he so transcendent that he will like lift them to new heights? Um. But they also should have won the national title with Jake Fromm playing quarterback. And Jake Fromm passed for – he would complete 15 passes for 170 yards and a touchdown every game. It's like they don't need him to be a prolific passer. Um, although I think that they have kind of discovered that – because Georgia and LSU used to play the same way. Where they both – they didn't throw as much. Very run-heavy play tough defense, score 28 points, and win. Mm-hmm. LSU changed and immediately went undefeated <laughs> and won a national title in the second year they did it. I say, LSU won the Fiesta Bowl the first year after they changed. People forget it wasn't a one-year thing. It took them two. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were good in year one that they did it, but they really took off in year two. Georgia still plays kind of their old – we throw 30% of the time. We run 70% of the time. Georgia usually has better running backs, though. Um, I don't think you can deny that Georgia in the last decade has had better running backs than LSU. Um, Georgia does a really good job of going running back by committee. But they also have had a bunch of really great running backs who are all in the NFL now. <laughs> um but I guess we'll see if they now they have Malik Newman if they kind of go more up tempo on offense because the thing is is they don't score a lot of points ever against anybody unless it's week thirteen and they're playing the Citadel <laughs> they'll score forty but like think about it the game the game they played against Notre Dame that was that I mean we watched that live that game that was that game got played between the thirties and the yards like that was a middle of the field game. It was a lot of defense and a lot of punting, which the way Notre Dame usually plays people on the road is they tend to play more conservative on the road, and they really make you earn it. And and to Georgia's credit, they had a five-minute stretch in the third quarter where they dominated Notre Dame, and that's where they separated because they scored two touchdowns. Notre Dame was driving for the win at the end of the game, which they, that's the thing. Even at home, like... They couldn't score enough on a Notre Dame team who's all of their linebackers last year. That was their first season starting. And that was the first really big game they played. Their secondary was really good, very experienced. Um, and their defensive line was good. But, like, their linebackers, 
and the, like the se- the beginning of the second level, their defense was brand new, and they struggled to put up points against that. Um, so we'll see. But then the other team in the East that I think would be, I don't think they'll be amazing, but I think they could be amazing. Kind of depends on how things shake out. Is Florida? Do we have the same? We do have the uh, same, same exact. Yeah, four we I have the same four. Because Kyle Trask is a good. He that dude's, that dude's a good QB. He's a good QB. That's just these are the facts. He can spin it, and Florida scores points with him. He's a lot better than Felipe Franks was. How the hell did Felipe Franks? <laughs> how is he their starting quarterback? I, I, don't know. I will never understand that. Ever. I don't really know, but I mean, and he. Two things we always know about Florida. One, their defense is going to be amazing. It is always amazing. Their defense is always good. They usually have one lockdown corner, one really good linebacker, and an edge rusher that goes pro in the first round. Their defense is going to be really good. They also usually have really good running backs. And usually a wide receiver that's really good. Like, Florida's one of those teams where they keep churning out pro players, but they've underachieved. But they've had a revolving door of head coaches. So, but I mean, now that, like, they actually have a a quarterback. So, like, they could be good again. I would agree. I was going to say, as I said previously, those are the exact four I have. (laughs) (laughs) The interesting thing that... uh, is they all play the same way too? Besides LSU last year, they all really good defenses. Yes, let's run the ball They're and win all, the game. I say Alabama, I think shows it the best. You can throw the ball twenty times and run it forty times and win the game, and you can score forty points and beat everybody. Because Alabama's offensive line is usually so good. It wasn't as good last year. They struggled a little more last year. Um, they also didn't have as good of running backs last year. Quarterback play obviously was really Super. good because Tua just got drafted sixth <laughs> overall, fifth overall, fifth, fifth overall to the, to the Dolphins. Dolphins. Um, and even then, their backup Mac Jones played two games and he lit it up. Not bad. Um, but I mean, but but, but the thing is, is like Alabama when they do throw, they've had quarterbacks pre- in in the last three seasons, four seasons, they've had quarterbacks who can throw it. So you have to actually respect the passing game. Like when LSU used to drop back and pass, there's no way it was going to hurt you. No. Um, I will say this, though. I think out of those four that we've mentioned, the most important player, I might get some flack for this, but Kyle Trask out of Florida. Cause oh, I absolutely. Think, I think if he can carry that Florida offense, and I know Dan Mullen is good with quarterbacks. And Dan Mullen, usually, even at uh, Mississippi State, had good offenses. I think Dan Mullen could finally do kind of do what LSU did, but like break the mold where they don't run it 30 times, 40 times a game, where they throw it 30, run it 30. They just play different. So if, the only thing I have is, can Ch- Kyle Trask carry Florida? Yeah, that's the biggest question. Because if he does, I think Florida wins the East, and I think I I think LSU or not LSU Alabama wins the West. But if Kyle Trask 
doesn't improve from last year and is the same, I think Georgia just has stockpiled so much talent that they will take um, the East for sure. Yeah. I think I would agree that Kyle Trask was the most important player out of those four teams. Um, I think if Alabama doesn't get good quarterback play, I don't think they'll win the West. Because if Alabama doesn't get good quarterback play and LSU does not play as well, Auburn. I, I, I would then pick Auburn to win the West. But it I think Alabama – I think – because they have Bo Nix. Like, they return most everybody. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I don't think Bo Nix was stellar last year, but he wasn't bad. He was for, good for a true freshman. In the SEC, for sure. Um, but don't forget, uh, So Auburn lost their whole front – Four. That's true, and they're all so you have in the first round. As I say, so you have your teams in the West are going through a lot of changes at skill positions, but in your teams in the East are most of the same. Georgia's bringing in a new QB, but I, I think I think Georgia will win the East just because they are all around. They are I think they're just a better, more solid team than Florida. Like I think, I think we have a role reversal here of what it was the Florida Georgia rivalry f- from what it was in the mid to late two thousands when Urban Meyer was at Florida and Mark Richt was at Georgia, like when staff like you have the Stafford Georgia teams and then even like the Aaron Murray Georgia teams compared to the Chris Leak Tebow Florida teams. Where Georgia just like they were right there, they were right there, and they do one thing, and then it fall apart. Mm-hmm. And Florida just didn't beat themselves. Kirby Smart has Georgia, I think, in a spot where they don't really beat themselves. Granted, if you give them a game, you're in, you're like you're in it because Georgia does not really, they don't really go and beat you either. Mm-hmm. They they just they just kind of see it out because they're better than most people. So I, I think Georgia will win the East. Because um, I don't think Florida's there quite yet, but if Kyle Trask plays amazingly well, then I think Florida will win the East. Because I think it'll come down to the Florida Georgia game. Same. Um, I say we'll say this, and then Tennessee. South, yeah, ten, <laughs> Tennessee's going to finally be insane. We're going to be on year eleven of everybody saying the Vols are back, and they're going to win eleven games and win the East. Or maybe South Carolina is going to be good because Holinsky's a good player. Is he back? Mm-hmm. That dude's been there for like. 37 years and count. Two? Two? Only two. Yeah. Dang. He tore his, uh, oh, he tore up God. his knee last year in the Georgia game. <laughs> um, so, I was going to say, I think, I think the championship game for me is going to come down between Florida and Bama. But I think Florida wins it first time without Urban Meyer just because just because I I put so much stock into Kyle Trask and I think I think he can carry them to the win because from what I have seen last year he is the best quarterback he is the best quarterback that Georgia Florida LSU and Alabama all have um so I'm going like a grudge match though it's like 20 to 17 
like what you said, between mm-hmm. the hashes, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. a lot of offense, but Kyle, Kyle Trask come down the field mm-hmm. last second wins the game. I'm picking Bama too. Um, I pick Florida. Oh uh, no, no, in the West. In the oh West, yeah, yeah, in the yeah, West. yeah. Um, I'm picking them because I I think. You know, I'm not sure who's going to be their quarterback. It's either going to be Mac Jones or it's going to be Bryce Young. And Bryce Young's really good. He's really, really good. Number one overall quarterback. I'd say he started at modern day for two or three years. Barely lost there. And that's a tough place to play and start and be really good for a long time. Because... Mm-hmm. Just if you play, that's one of those places. Like if you play football there, and you're really good. Yeah, regardless if you're on the bench, there's there's pressure. Like they played St. John Bosco, who's in Bellflower, in modern day as in uh, I can't remember if they're in Pasadena or no, they're not. They're far. They're they're near Bellflower. They're like right down the street from each other in Los Angeles. I say right down the street, but it's like twelve miles. (laughs) Um. But I guess in the context of a place so spread out like that, that is close. Um, but they're both like right there, and they played each other, and there were something like 50 kids in that game that had college football offers. Damn. It, it, um, so like Bryce Young, he was committed to USC, flipped pretty late to Alabama. I think once you got wind of, of Tua going, mm-hmm. they, like, everyone's like, oh, Tua's going to probably go pro. Um, he's going there, and he's really good. I think if he's their quarterback, and he plays really well, I think they'll run away with the West. Um, if he doesn't, even if he, I guess even if he doesn't play well, they'll take him out because they don't really, they don't really <laughs> play games there. I think Alabama will win the West because I don't think Auburn has it in the tank. Because Auburn always has those two games every year, but they just don't play well. And everybody has everybody has games where they don't play well, but Auburn seems to do it at really bad times. But they also have like two games every they, yeah, year. Yeah, they where do they also play have two games where they just play well. insanely well, insanely well. And like they're the like, best team the in the country. Hell? They're inconsistent that way. Um, but uh, I'm gonna have Alabama in the West. I think George is gonna win the East because, like I said, they don't. Uh, they just kind of see it out. Um. And and that's uh, they they're they're just they're they're just more talented and they're better than most people they play, and they don't beat themselves. But they are one of those teams where if you're playing on your A game, I used the South Carolina game as a reference last year. South Carolina, one corner had three interceptions. One of them was a pick six. South Carolina, their backup quarterback Helinski was starting for them, and he's good, so he's going to start for them now. Because role quarterback, I believe, is gone. That's um, the guy I was thinking of earlier. Yeah, that, that guy, guy had been there for forever. He was a, he started every year he was there. He was good. Um, but no, Holinsky is their quarterback now. But he got hurt in that game, so it was their third string quarterback. Like that dude came in, and they were still rolling against Georgia. And they went to overtime. Blankenship missed two kicks in that game. He sucks. Um. And that that is like that is the epitome when I say Georgia just kind of sees it out like you can go and beat them. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think they're they're 
they remind me of teams that run on like their offense runs on a schedule if you get them out of rhythm they just they're awful and they look like they're the worst team in the country because they just don't know what they're doing anymore um but south carolina forced three turnovers kept the score low really grinded it out got points when they needed it and georgia just couldn't do anything they looked like they had no idea what was happening it was the worst game jake Fromm played in his college career um yeah but i think anyway I, i'm just bagging on georgia right now but they're gonna win the east because they're better than everybody there um but they're gonna lose to alabama in the title game i have it 37 27 just because i i'm not i'm not i'm not totally sold on on malik newman um so yeah we'll see but i i I think we'll get another we'll we'll be back to to bama just for the most part roughing people up all right now we're gonna go to the big 12 and oklahoma's gonna finish last yeah they are I only said that because uh, we have our, 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 our good resident, friend, Marty. Our resident Oklahoma <laughs> fan, and also my roommate. Um, you might have heard him on, on episodes of our podcast that feature all members, um, Marty. Yeah, he's standing about 10 feet away from us right now. He just gave Jared the, the death stare. I just I um, had to say that. I'm sorry. But, I mean, you know it's true. They blow. <laughs> he's but, confused. But it, uh, You lost your quarterback. You lost your best linebacker. Your defensive coordinator sucks. Better than two years ago. Is he? Is he? No. Yes. I, I think Did you he's see how okay. many points LSU scored on you? Okay. Best team in college football. I guess I will, I will say this. I will say this. He said that LSU is the best quarterback in the country, which is true. They did. Your your second your secondary is not good. Your secondary is not good. No. Okay. Um, we can agree on. In that. all in all seriousness, though, I I mean they're going to win. The, they're going to walk the away with the Big Twelve it's again. It's not like Texas is going to win. Oh God, no. Were you, are you going to? Yeah, Kansas. No, you, no. They li- no, no. K State. K State beat them. Yeah, K State beat Oklahoma. K State beat them. You just you just. Yeah, Kansas. Yeah, Kansas. Yeah, didn't they score thirty-eight on you guys or something like that? Yeah, See, like I said, your and defense three and is nine. bad, Marty. And they were three and nine last year. Like I said, your defense is bad. <laughs> yeah, your defense is bad. That's what it says. <laughs> uh, but that's why LSU scored ninety. Yeah. Well, it's just like Nebraska's offense and their defense. It will progress in time. Yeah, no, I just. <laughs> 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 yeah, but they were playing. They were playing Ohio State. Uh, no. Well, I'm just, I'm, I just yeah, like, that's that sounds right. Too. I like uh, I like giving our, our our friend Marty a lot of shit because we all know Oklahoma's the best, but he loves them so much. So you just between, between all of our teams. Baylor Baylor almost had him though. 
But all right, um, let's let's get back on topic. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Sorry, folks. Oklahoma's going to win the conference barely, but they will. Um, Baylor and Oklahoma State will probably finish behind them. Are those everyone the two you hi- had? Yeah, those were the two I had yeah, too. <laughs> I mean, everyone's going to hype up Texas. It's going to be the same thing. I think Sam Ellinger is a good quarterback. I wouldn't describe him as anything better than that. He's a good passer. I wouldn't say he's great. He's a good runner. He's not super fast. He finds space. He throws for 200 and runs for 50 and gets three touchdowns a game. But Texas isn't that good. Our first hot take of our new podcast, Tom Herman's going to get fired this year after Texas because they're going to ha- go another 7-5 and five again. I'm, they do it every year. Um, but if push comes to shove, we will know his players were hydrated. <laughs> um, they keep charts up in their facilities telling them that what, based on what color their urine is, they need to drink more water. Oh, dude, I'd pass so clearly. They describe clear urine. <laughs> they describe clear urine as championship level hydration. Um, yeah, but do you have championship level hydration? Oh, it's Tom. Oh, it's same. Um, but yeah, like we said, Marty doesn't. Baylor lost rule. Their coach, head coach, went to yeah. Cincy, Carolina. Not C- Carolina. Carolina, Carolina, taking I, everybody. If he stayed, I I think he could compete with oklahoma yeah but i think losing him they might be able to hang with him because they have charlie brewer the quarterback he's not he's he's good he's good he he, i think if he wouldn't have gotten hurt in the big 12 title game i think they would have beaten oklahoma i you know they could have yeah they could have um i was gonna say fun fun story i was in fort worth the day that was being played and i did not watch it at all (laughs) (laughs) i went to a dallas mavericks game and watched luka Doncic. And it was awesome. Um, yeah, no, Baylor. Baylor's gonna nine and four. Like they're not gonna be bad. I'll say Rule. ten and three. Um, the team that'll be interesting to watch is TCU because they're so it, TCU does the same thing. Eleven wins, eleven wins, six, six seven, five, six, eleven. Eleven wins, ten wins, well, seven, eight, they eleven. Had, last year they had. This year, in the draft that just happened last week, they had ten people drafted, yeah. and they were a five and seven team. Yeah, a five yeah. and seven yeah. team. Um, no, nah, but my my, I mean, we don't need to spend on the Big Twelve a lot because it's pretty cut and dry. Oklahoma will win. Chuba Hubbard will run for a lot of yards. Baylor will come close. Iowa State might be decent, maybe not. We don't know. Um, Brock Purdy's pretty okay. He looked like crap against Notre Dame. In the bowl game last year, but Notre Dame's good. So yeah, I was gonna say the only other one I could see it. I could see Oklahoma State because Chuba, Chuba Hubbard, Hubbard. He's a man. He can carry he the man. team. He is fast, and he runs for a lot of yards. Um, Dare I say a lot of touchdowns too? Um, but the question is, I guess if their passing game is going to hang in there without because they've had a lot of quarterbacks recently, yeah. and then their defense. Um, yeah, Oklahoma will win. Spencer Rattler's probably going to be amazing. And I'd then, say they beat. I'll say they beat Oklahoma State in the Big Twelve title game. That's I was um, leaning towards that too. Maybe Baylor. It's not Oklahoma State. Baylor. I think Texas will finish, and I will say it now, fifth in the Big Twelve. Let's write that down just in case it happens. Tim predicts I will the write future. It down. I will be a prediction god. <laughs> um, the next conference, I think, it's also pretty cut and dry. Uh, Ohio State. We're going to Big Ten. Ohio yeah. State. Um, this is part of the country we live in. Damn straight. But we won't tell you where we live. 
We just live in the Midwest. Yes. We are in an undisclosed location in Omaha, Nebraska. (laughs) (laughs) I said it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We podcast from an undisclosed location in Omaha, Nebraska. Dare I say West Omaha, Nebraska. Perhaps on the third floor of an apartment building. But he could but be you lying. You don't know where we are. So And he could be lying. Yeah, yeah, I could be I could be lying. <laughs> Maybe we're in NorCal in Sacramento. Um, but um yeah, pretty cut and dry. Uh Ohio State winning the division. Penn State probably finishing second, Michigan third. Jim Harbaugh's on the hot seat. Might get canned again. Might be another hot take. I think if they would have lost to Notre Dame last year, I think He's he would have gotten fired. Um but Notre Dame decided to just crap themselves. So um, the West, the West is where it gets interesting. I don't think the West has a shot versus Ohio State. <laughs> I'll be honest; no, it's going to be a bloodbath. But there, because even Wisconsin, Wisconsin literally played the best game they could have possibly, possibly come up with, and they didn't win. They were up three touchdowns, and they still lost. Yeah. Um, my, my but team. Wisconsin also has Graham Mertz now. Like he's not redshirting anymore. He redshirted last year. But Cone is still there, Tim. Yeah, but I think <laughs> we all know Graham Mertz is a better quarterback. Yeah. So, so, but they also don't have Jonathan Taylor, and um, they lost all of their best linebackers. Yeah, Jonathan um, Taylor was the or, glue to make. And them. then uh, his name started with a C. Uh, he's a guy at the combine. His his. Uh, his urine sample was diluted, and everyone's like, oh, no, that's not good. And then <laughs> New England drafted him. He's an outside linebacker. Um, it's going to bother me. If you want to look that up, I'll it's keep the important. folks entertained. It's, it's not important. Um, um, but no, but they, they lost their two best linebackers to the other team in tackles. Um, and, and, and they're not one of those teams who can just replenish talent. Wisconsin... And Minnesota. Both Wisconsin and Minnesota, they both have to really work to develop their guys, and they usually get, like, two really great years out of them. But they, they're not Ohio State where they're just pumping in talent and they can just play freshmen because they play like they're juniors. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but, but, I mean, Penn State can't do that. Um, Michigan kind of can. Depends on what positions we're talking about. Michigan's been able to do it on defense, not on offense. They need that quarterback. Um, that they can do it on defense. The quarterback um, is that most. Like, if they found a good quarterback a couple of years ago. Not, not Shea was good. Shea Patterson was a good quarterback. If they could yeah. find the difference maker at and quarterback. I will they, say this. I, I, will, I will throw him one... One, <laughs> I'll throw him a bone this one time, and it's something that that Wayne, another member of our of our podcast, um, who is he's from Detroit. He is our resident Michigan slash Michigan State fan. Depends on how he's feeling when you ask. Sometimes him. Wisconsin. Um, sometimes Wisconsin. Maybe even Penn State. Um, you just it really depends on what mood he's in when you ask. Um, but as our resident kind of Michigan fan, uh. He'll be the first to tell you that Michigan installed a new offense in the offseason last year. So last year was year one playing a brand new spread offense, which here's here's my one my one olive branch. I will extend to <laughs> Shea Patterson for why he played like trash last year. It can be difficult 
learning an entirely new offense with a new offensive coordinator and a lot of new players in the backfield. They had no veteran running backs last year. They started a true freshman. They had a lot of new receivers, new tight ends. That can be tough. However, if you're in your fourth season, third se- third season as a starting quarterback, you had to sit out after he transferred, and you put up big-time numbers as a true freshman in the SEC West, you probably shouldn't play as badly as he did. Granted, they don't have him anymore. He's not there. Um, but but they do need a quarterback now. Um, and we will talk about this guy later when we get to the Pac-12. JT Daniels is transferring from USC. Maybe he'll go to Michigan. Maybe. Maybe. He can really spin it. Um, but again, we thought the same thing about Shea Patterson, and he was super underwhelming. Um. Because think about it, Jim Harbaugh's best Michigan team had Wilton Spate as their quarterback, <laughs> and he threw it maybe twenty to twenty-five times a game. But that was a team that should have made the playoff. Like that is a team they dominated the line of the they, defense. Was they damn they good. owned Ohio State's offense for three out of four quarters, and they should have won that game. Yeah, but they, that team had one of the worst quarterbacks of the Harbaugh era at Michigan. And that was his best team. The worst. Just imagine if that team had a better QB. They, they beat Ohio that State. That team probably goes undefeated. They make the playoff for sure. And they're probably going to play for the national title because that team's defense, ten guys got drafted after that mm-hmm. season. Ten. Ten. But, yeah, but I back to the Big Ten West. It's Big open. Ten West is it's a significantly open. more interesting division. It always is and it always will be until – there are two teams that I think could really pull away and kind of establish themselves and assert dominance in the next 10 years. One of them is not named Minnesota. <laughs> um, Rough. Just, just because I, I think – I don't think P.J. Fleck is a bad coach. I don't think he's a phenomenal coach. I think he is a good coach. Um. I think he had the advantage of having a lot of veteran players there when he arrived. And like a lot of guys who... And the thing is, is people forget Jerry Kill, Minnesota's coach before P.J. Fleck. That guy was a good coach. He had good teams. He made them. He had good teams. He got good players. He inherited a ass yes, Minnesota. They were and trash. They, and they won what? Trash. Eight, I nine games a year. I, I say every say as, as as a member of a family of Nebraska fans and having family in the Twin Cities, we go up there to watch Nebraska play Minnesota. I have seen every Nebraska Minnesota game except for one in person since we've joined the Big Ten. They were awful when we first started playing them. And for the majority of the time we've been in the conference, they had Jerry Kill. Because of health reasons, he had to step down. P.J. Flick's a good coach, but like we just said when we talked about Wisconsin, and we mentioned Minnesota by name there too, when you lose your best players, they don't have people they can just plug in. They're going to have to develop people. And that's going to take time. 
They lost Antoine Winfield Jr. from their secondary. He was their best defensive player. Dude's a stud. They lost their starting running back. They had two really good running backs. They lost their two wide receivers, um, too. They lost their two best wide receivers. Tyler Johnson Dude. one of them. That guy was good. That dude, in my opinion, the best Big Ten wide receiver last year. I think um, I will. I will make that argument till I, I die. S- that I guy was second best. I think Olave, Chris Olave from Ohio State, yeah, he was, was better than yeah. him. Um, I only say that because I think he played better teams. Yeah, and still did really That's well. A fair point. But Tyler Johnson was very good. I would have him as the second best receiver in the Big Ten. Um, not by much. Like like really close. The only thing Minnesota really has going for them is that they still have their quarterback, Tanner Morgan. He's back. And he had the best season of his career last year. So confidence for him should be sky high. And confidence for any of the program should also be sky high. But as, as those of us who have been around sports for our entire lives know, it is very easy when you taste success you've never had before or you haven't had in a really long time, it is easy to get complacent and lose your drive and your ambition to be really great and work really hard for it. So they could, let's say, I don't think they'll go, what they go, 11-2? and two? Yep. I don't think they'll go 11-2 and two again. I think they will either be incredibly stellar and amazing and beat everybody, <laughs> or they'll go, like, Eight and four. Yeah, I have, I have, I have them going eight and four again because I think, I think, the senior-led team. I think it's way too. It's like you said earlier. It's too hard for Minnesota to lose all that senior talent and replace them with yeah. people that are equally as good. Um, and then we let's be honest. Uh, the third team. There's probably three teams up for the West. Yeah. Is Iowa. Yes. Um. um Nate Stanley's gone. Epines is gone. Epines is gone. Those I obviously um, I think they're two most important in a corner. Yes, um, their corner. I don't remember his name. Uh, pardon me. Pardon us, guys. We forgot. Um, uh, and then they're running back. No, they still have him. But yeah, I I think it's and I was in the same boat as Minnesota. It's going to be hard to I, re- replace yeah. Epinesa I was and Ferenc- Stanley. Ference has a track record of going somewhere between six and six and eight and four a majority of his years, and then they'll have two really good teams in a row, mm-hmm. and then they'll kind of regress back to eight and four, nine and three, six and six, seven and six, and then they'll have three really good years in a row. Um, so who you taking in the championship in the, game? Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, I was going to say, I went off on a tangent. I forgot to say my my two teams that I think will pull away in the next like decade. One of them could be Wisconsin because um, Graham Mertz is the best quarterback they've ever recruited to their program. And imagine if Wisconsin starts to throw it really well and have good running backs. That could be totally transcendent for their offense. They already play tough defense. They just can't score enough points to beat really good teams because they're too, they're too one-dimensional on offense. That's their problem. Um The other team that I'd say, and this is just because of you have relatively new head coach with Scott Frost, and you have people who always 
like there's always support like in the program and there's always drive and ambition to be the best um i think nebraska's the other one um i haven't been good in a decade um the Indomitian Sioux team that got absolutely ripped off in the Big 12 title game against Texas. And then the team that beat Oklahoma, Sam Bradford, Oklahoma in the regular season and then lost. No, Landry Jones, Oklahoma. Landry Jones, yes. Landry Jones, Oklahoma in the regular season. Yes, yes. I was at that game in Lincoln. We beat them, I think, 17 to 10. Um, that was a night game. And then we lost to them in the Big 12 title game. We had those two teams. Those were the last two really good teams. Let Alex Henry kick that 60-some yarder to at least try to beat Oklahoma. Because remember... Colorado. No, no. Remember they uh, they had the oh, ball yeah, on yeah, the 50. Oh, yeah, 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 Or what was it? It was like the 45 or whatever, yeah, and they it was went out for it. It was out there. And Nebraska, in my opinion, had the best college kicker that year. And the previous year, he had a 57 versus... Colorado. Uh, Colorado. And I personally, I thought you had Taylor Martinez as a quarterback. Just let him kick it. Because if he misses yeah, the 65. Yeah, those of us who saw the Taylor Martinez years up close and personal would know rough. that dude could not throw. Um, um, I think Nebraska I think Nebraska's on the up and up, but I'm also biased because, you know, they're the, they the homies. I, I, I'm, I'm very liberal with the time frame there by saying decade. Um because they just signed Scott Frost to a six-year extension on his already existing contract, which goes for, I think, like, what, two more years? Mm-hmm. So he's here for the long haul. And as we are native Nebraskans, granted, I think Nebraska is primarily your favorite team. Yes, yes. It's primarily not mine. They're like 1B to Notre Dame. Um, I care about them just a little bit less. Um, but But it's still like... The general sense is it doesn't matter how long it takes Scott Frost to get us to be good. They will let him take all the time he needs and just whatever he needs to do or whatever they need to get him, they will do it for him. Um, and there's already been a pretty quick uptick in terms of recruiting and the caliber of players being brought into the program because we had Bill Callahan in the mid-2000s. That dude could recruit. He brought us some insane players. He just didn't know how to coach a football team to save his life. Um, as evidenced by the fact that he was the interim head coach of the Redskins, and as soon as they hired somebody last year, they moved him back down to defensive coordinator. Like He hasn't had a head coaching job since then. But like we hired him because he took the Raiders to the Super Bowl. But people forget that Raiders team was insanely good. That team was stacked. Um, but he brought us some really great players. And Bo Pelini was a terrible recruiter, but he was a really good X's and O's guy on defense. We did not have good offenses with him, but we had the best defenses in the country when he was coaching Bill Callahan's players, but he couldn't recruit players who could run his schemes. And then we sucked. Um, and we hired Mike Riley, which was dumb. Regret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Regret. <laughs> yeah. But now we have Scott Frost. It, it, it has been – there's an interesting sense of optimism about going 4-8 and eight and then going 5-7 and seven mm-hmm. because for those of us who are here, like we've seen the last 15 years, like 
we can see that we currently have better players now than we've had in the last seven seasons. Um, but we can also like, but like we we know of like what all needs to change, and it'll be a lot of work. But like in the next decade, I could see Nebraska being really really good again, because I would imagine that if Scott Frost makes Nebraska really good, I don't think he'd leave. I like I, I the impression I get as being a kid from Nebraska who is really tight with Tom Osborne, as in Tom Osborne did not go to practices when like Polini and Riley and those guys were coaching, or if he did, he did so sparingly. He is at a ton of practices now. And he goes to Scott Frost. Like, he and Scott Frost talk daily in Scott Frost's coaching office. Like, Tom Osborne's presence around the program, it, it, it has been noticeable how involved he is again, just in terms of being around and kind of, like, having small input here, small input here. And, um, but yeah, it... it I would imagine if Scott Frost makes Nebraska really good again, that this could be the last coaching, the last stop on his career, unless the NFL comes calling. I thought I thought I saw somewhere that uh, Scott Frost said this is if he could make us good, this yeah. was his last ride. Yeah. Um, before his last ride, head coaching job number two. <laughs> um, let's. Uh, before, before I just want to say before we pick our teams in the West and games, yep. um, PJ Fleck was in his third year when he went eleven and two. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah no, Nebraska's the, the, in their third the, year. The, the the year three bump Adam is Ford. it's very tangible because the most notable one we've had recently, I would argue, is uh, other than maybe Coach O. Was that year? Was last year year three for him? I think so. Yeah. It was. Um, uh, Brian Kelly. Mm-hmm. He went. I want to say he went seven and six, eight and four, twelve and zero. Lost in the national title game. But I mean, still, I, that I say the twenty twelve Notre Dame season. I just remember watching that. I it just every game of that season. I just remember thinking all the tight ones. I was like, oh my god, how do we how do we win that game? Stanford, what a what a game. Notre Dame Stanford Bullshit. what a game. They had Notre Dame <laughs> had two of the same numbers um, on the field and that's why they like, beat Stanford. The thing about it, that, the, that was one of the seasons where you just you knew it was meant to be when Pitt missed a twenty four yard <laughs> chippy to win. Dude, they dude just kicked it way right. It wasn't even close. Um All right. and then they, but yeah. But yes, the year three bump is a very tangible thing. Alright, so I think I think it's still gonna be Wisco. Because I think they're going to have the best defense. I would agree. I think for next year it would be Wisconsin-Ohio State. Ohio State, same. And I think Ohio – what do you think for school? Oh, I think it's going to be – just because Justin Fields is still there, I think it's going to be a 25-point 20, game. Uh, so 50 to 25. I have Ohio Roughly. State 55 to 20. Yeah. But it could be like 67 to 10. <laughs> True, just true, kinda, true. I guess it's one of those things. Like it, it could be like the uh, Cardale Jones Ohio State Big Twelve title, Big Ten title game, where like if Ohio State really needs it, they're probably going to come out and just absolutely lambast Wisconsin and, and just uh, pulverize them. True. All right, now we're on to uh, the last conference we are going to talk about. Oh, the Mountain West. When we finish the Pac-12, can I just, <laughs> just can, I do, can I do a quick rundown on on the independents? Yeah, yeah, go for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, okay, but yes. 
Pac-12. Pac-12. Top dogs. I don't think Oregon's going to be there. No. I have Oregon as the third best. Second or third best. Who do you have as the best? Is it Arizona State? No. USC, baby, the Trojans. Because I think Caden Slovis, that dude. He is good. He showed. There's a reason JT Daniels transfers. I'm just saying. And JT Daniels. Former Gatorade National Player of the Year. Yeah. Starting quarterback at modern day. Very good. Um I think Utah's going to slip again because they're like Minnesota, senior-led team. Well, they lost their quarterback. And, and their running back. Ba- they lost their running back. Yeah. Uh, Zach Moss. All of them. Um, Cal. They lost mm. Eric Weaver. Yeah. He averaged like 15, 16 tackles a game. Yeah, yeah. Dude's a stud, but he's gone, so no. The three, the three I see, Stanford's going to be, be- – not back back, but they're gonna make a. They're not gonna be four and eight. That's not happening. No, they, they, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll, do my, I'll do my. Jared's going to the bathroom. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna do my breakdown of the independence, <laughs> and then we can touch on it again when you come back. All right, everybody. So as I as I described a little briefly when we talked about Nebraska and the the Big Ten segment, I am. My my one A team, the team that I am a diehard fan for, and I just I love them with all of my being, is uh, Notre Dame. Really holding down the independent slot there. A lot of people don't like that. They really wish we'd join a conference. Um, which sometimes I don't really get because people don't want Notre Dame in the playoff, and the fact that we don't play a conference title game really doesn't help us. Um, so maybe it is in your best interest for us to not join a conference. But at the same time, I get it. We're not in a conference, so we kind of get to schedule and play whoever we want. We travel, and we basically have our own TV network because we contracted with NBC before TV deals really became big. Kind of beat everybody to the punch there, and so we're really on our own on NBC. So, I mean, so, I, mean I, I I get the frustration with that. Um, at the same time, though, I guess, smart by us. Um at the same time, though, when that started, we were not good. So I guess the only thing on NBC on Saturdays was really bad Notre Dame football. Um, yeah, we all had to deal with the Charlie Weiss era. My God. But, uh, yeah, no, Brian Kelly, after the he's, – he's been doing a pretty bang-up job. Um, he mentioned a couple minutes ago, uh, year three, went to the national title game in 2012, got whooped on by Alabama big time. And then after that, they went and they completely – they just completely re- redesigned like their strength and conditioning programs, how they trained everybody, the types of players they went and got. They're a significantly more athletic team. They're a lot more dynamic, they're more versatile, they're faster. Um, they play with the big boys a lot better. Um, as evidenced by the fact that last they did a home and home with Georgia and they lost by a combined th- they lost both games by a combined three points, and in both games they were driving to win. Um, And it, it just he's done a he's done a very bang up job. But last year they lost on the road to Georgia, and then they went and they just crapped themselves at Michigan, which is uncharacteristic. Because usually they, I'd say the last uh, year before they played Michigan and they beat them, and I want to say the final score of that game was something like twenty four to fourteen, or it was twenty eight to. 21 something like that Michigan scored a kick return for a touchdown and then they got a garbage time touchdown if, if you it is one of those games where if you watched it you just saw the absolute beatdown that was inflicted um say so Jared's back he can attest to that right 
Notre Dame getting beat down by Michigan. No, Notre Dame, Michigan at Notre Dame two seasons ago when when Notre Dame just crapped on him. Shea Patterson's first year starting at Michigan. Yeah, it was the opening game of the season. Well, that was the game that bugged me because everyone and their mama was like, "Oh, Shea Patterson's like the missing yeah, link." Yeah, and then Michigan. and then it's week like, nah, one, fam. week one, Notre Dame's front seven just comes out of the blocks and just <laughs> absolutely it's just all over him. Um, but um. But yeah, no, if we wouldn't have lost to Michigan last year, if we would have won that game, we probably would have made the playoff because of the shakeup that happened at the very end. We would have been one loss, and our only loss is a two-point loss from prime time at Georgia in week week three or week four. We probably would have made the playoff again. That would have really bothered a lot of people, I'd imagine. Because um, we would have made it as... I don't know if they would have made it as a three or the four because Oklahoma was kind of eh. Probably the force we'd gotten to play. Oh, we played LSU. We wouldn't have beaten LSU. They would have annihilated us anyway. But they beat up on Oklahoma. They they beat up on everybody. It wouldn't have been really any different. Um, yeah, Notre Dame's an interesting one this year because um, they lost lost a lot of key players at skill positions on offense and defensive linemen on defense. But they also brought in a lot of good players too. Number one all-purpose back in the country is coming in. He'll probably get good playing time as a true freshman because the difference between Notre Dame two years ago that made the playoff and Notre Dame last year that lost twice, um, the only difference really is just the fact that they didn't have uh, they didn't have a running back that had breakaway speed that was really explosive in the open field. Two years ago when we made the playoff, we went undefeated. We had uh, Dexter Williams, and he was our back where he could make a cut and he'd be gone. Um, and he was Notre Dame for the most part goes running back by committee. Um, but in the really big games that they needed stuff, he could be a three down back if they needed him to. Um, uh, he had a, he had long touchdown runs. Um, God, he had long touchdown runs against Stanford, um, at Virginia tech, which was his long touchdown run at Virginia tech broke the game open in the second half. Uh, long touchdown run against USC. That game was a dogfight at the Coliseum two seasons ago. Um, it was JT Daniels and Amon Ross St. Brown's true freshman seasons at USC. Notre Dame was undefeated. USC really gave him a game for the first three quarters. Um, and then Book scrambled on a third and long around the corner, dropped his shoulder into a safety. It just ran over him to get a first down. Like that, that was the play that kind of sparked him. They threw a long touchdown pass on a post on an out route, um, and that was kind of the difference. They separated for about ten minutes, and that was really all they needed. But um, yeah, no. So we're bringing in a really good running back who hopefully can kind of provide the the speed that they need. Because last year they didn't have it. Last year they went running back by committee. They had three different guys. None of them were especially fast. But they were all like decent backs like two three yards per carry guys nothing really great most of them were primarily pass catching backs previously so you're not going to get a ton from them on the ground um but ian book is back um which is good because the thing that he primarily does there's there's two things he does very well number one he has a ridiculously high completion percentage. He completes... Yeah, first season as a starter, he was somewhere between 70 and 71%. Last year, I want to say he was somewhere around 67 or 68%. 
Um, he completes a lot of passes. They don't throw deep a ton, but they will throw deep. So it's not like he's throwing five-yard out routes every time. Like They'll throw probably 10, 15 yards down the field most often. Um, but the second thing that he really started to do last year really, really well is his pocket awareness and his scrambling was noticeably better last year. He moved a lot. Um, yeah, but they lost Cole Komet, their tight end, got drafted. Claypool, the biggest receiver, got drafted. They lost their two best receivers in their tight end. But their linebackers, they had all new linebackers last year. They're going to be seasoned vets going into next year. Um, they lost Troy Pride Jr. out of their secondary. That'll be a big miss. But they have Kyle Hamilton, who is a freshman All-American at the free safety spot. He'll probably be their best defensive player for his however long he's there. Um, but if there's one game, if there's one thing we know they will have, they will have an incredibly good offensive line. <laughs> that is just, they always do. That is just a fact of life. Speaking of good offensive line, you know who had the best last year? Oregon. In my opinion. Sorry. Um, and speaking of Oregon. Yeah, Pac-12. Pac-12. So there's my soliloquy on Notre Dame football. <laughs> oh, record prediction for Notre Dame football. Um, undefeated, make the playoff. Pac-12. As I said. Maybe win the national title. Who knows? Never know. Never um, know. But yes, Pac-12. Um, I think Oregon loses a lot. They lose yeah. Herbert. As I said, if they were going to make the playoffs last year, was by far the year they would do it. Yeah, they need... And they blew it. Yeah, they, they blew really... It. Um, We've seen it in the past. Yeah. Oregon tends to struggle when, when they've had an incumbent starter who is by far their best player. Mm-hmm. They don't do well after he's gone. The only time they were kind of good was after Mariota left and Vernon Adams from Eastern Washington became their quarterback. He did pretty well, but that team still wasn't that team still wasn't up to par. Mm-mm. Like they were not they were not incredibly good. They were good. They just they were they were in that like 10 to 18 range in like rankings. They just kind of hovered or like like they were a team where you watched them play and you thought, yes, these guys will play for the national title. Whereas with Mariota, for the better part of his career there, they were. But yes, was the same. My, uh, I think my top three for the Pac-12. I still put Oregon there, just because they lost a lot on offense. But their defense is very young, and they return a lot of good players. They might have the best defensive player in America. The Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau. That dude. That dude. He is stud. insane. Um, and then, I I think USC is gonna in the South. I I just have a feeling. I just have that feeling, you know. Caden Slovis is gonna carry them to a, uh, the championship game. Maybe not win it but he's going to carry him there. And I think the third team, 
is Arizona State. The reason I say this is because out of everyone in the Pac-12, he's the second best returning quarterback. Jaden Daniels? Yes, Jaden Daniels. Yeah, he's really good. Um, and I just, as I say, I think in college you could get away with being a average team but having a really, really, really good quarterback. And I think he's on his way to becoming yeah, really, individual really good. play can make up for a lot of stuff in college, especially in a conference like the Pac-12. I think where it's offense, you have teams that are better than others, and it's kind of clear cut on who that is. But it's not. There's not a ton of really good teams. So like, you will play more games that are prime opportunities to put up stats mm-hmm. than you won't. The only games where you really might struggle to put up big numbers are USC, Stanford, not last year, but in general, Stanford, and then uh, Oregon. Oregon. And then, kind of depending on who they have, probably not going forward because Kyle Peterson's not there anymore. Washington. Um. Washington's probably going to fall off because they don't have Eason and Kyle Peterson is, again, not their head coach anymore. Um, I Who are your top three? I, I agree with two of your top three. Oregon and USC? No. Oh, okay. USC, yes, because I think Keaton Slovis is incredibly good. Um, also, their recruiting class coming in is really good. Um, I think people give Clay Helton a really bad time, but USC is just one of those coaching jobs where You're gonna get I, I think there's still so much hangover from the Pete Carroll era of one of our guys wins a Heisman and we win the Natty title every year. And even the thing is, is think about it. They won two nas- three national titles, three national titles. Did Carson Palmer win one? I think so. They won three national titles because I know they won two with Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart. So that's uh, the thing. That's I three national Palmer titles. That's three national titles in five years with three Heisman Trophy winners. Um, and when you weren't playing for the national title, you were in the Rose Bowl. But also think about it. They would have had another national title, but they lost to Vince Young's Texas team in 2005. And the teams that Mark Sanchez was a quarterback of were also really good, and they lost like one game, which meant that they were out of it because we were in the BCS era. Let's not forget about John David Booty. Yeah, John David Booty and the Dwayne Dwayne Jarrett. They, they that, had that good was teams. a good combination. Um, and also, you can't forget. You cannot forget. People forget about the Lane Kiffin era at USC. They had two years where they were insane, with the Matt Barkley, Marquise Lee, Robert Woods. And Ronald Jones, offense. Mm-hmm. Ronald Jones was their pen, was their running back. He transferred there from Penn State. They were insane. Their defense wasn't as good as it usually is, but that offense was ridiculous. Matt Barkley was a really good QB in college. Um, but no, USC, um, they will miss Michael Pittman Jr. Mm-hmm. But Amon Ross St. Brown might have a breakout year because he's. Since he's been there, he's supposed to be the best receiver they've had. Statistically, he has not been. <laughs> but I, I, I think it, talent-wise, you can see it. 
Um, I mean, we'll see. Um, but but I have USC there. I agree with you on Arizona State. Just because Arizona State, even the years where they're middle of the road, they always beat some. They have one game where they play at home where they beat somebody, and it's usually like one of those weird Thursday night road games. Well, there's like a bajillion, there's like a million ASU students there because the football stadium's right in the middle of their campus. Thing is, is I actually know that for a fact because I live like five miles away from it when I lived in Phoenix and went to school in Glendale. <laughs> um, shout out to Grand Canyon. Um, and one of our friends who I lived with went to Arizona State. Um, yeah, their football seems like right there. So they get like a thousand. Not a thousand, that's way too few. Like thousands and thousands of students. Just like jammed in. Like you've seen it in like the big bleacher section in the back. Like on one end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to say. But I, mean, but I mean, think about it. You're in in September on a Thursday night in Phoenix when it's 109 degrees and you're just sweating your balls off <laughs> and you don't want to be there because Arizona State's not good. But it's hot as fuck. Yeah, but it's hot as hell. And you got thousands of college kids screaming at you and you're like, man, I wish I was anywhere but here right now. And then they beat one of those teams every like every year. They have Arizona State has one game. Michigan State a couple of years ago. Oregon last year. Oregon last year. Which is funny to say Oregon last year, but I have a distinct memory of you and I watching them play Oregon when Royce Freeman was a freshman in college. Um, Oregon at Arizona State. This was, in fact, a Thursday night game in Tempe. And it was like 70 to 10. It was an absolute beatdown. Because one of our friends was at that game. <laughs> um, shout out to Nate. Yeah, shout out to Nate. Um, no, Arizona State, I think they're different with Herm Edwards. They've it, had two they, wide receivers they, drafted in the first round in back-to-back years. Yeah. They haven't had one in a while before that. No. So he's producing no. some good players. Um, so I think... You can see that they found a level of consistency. I think it just kind of depends on if they can replace Eno Benjamin's production. I think they'll be really good. If they can't, I think they'll be typical Arizona State, where they go eight and four, so or who, seven and five. So who's the other team? The other team is not Arizona. Who's there? Kevin Sumlin's Arizona's coach. Man, that guy's really falling off. <laughs> um, although I guess if you have the number one quarterback come to Texas A&M like three years in a row and then they all leave. Correction, two years in a row. And then they both leave. You're probably not doing something right. Mm-mm. So, but think about it. That guy had Kyle Allen and Kyler, and Murray. Kyler Murray and Miles Garrett. He can recruit on the same Can't on the coach. same team, and they did not do anything. They haven't even played for an SEC title since they've joined the conference. Every year they get to like number seven and five and zero, oh, and then they get 
dumped on uh, Alabama. by Alabama and Auburn and LSU and Georgia. They just get shit on. All right, so who's... Uh, anyway, I am going with Stanford. I am a big believer in David Shaw. Same. I think that for people like him, your really bad years are anomalies. That's really banking on their quarterback being good because KJ Costello did not come back. He transferred to Mississippi State. I'm very interested in how that will go, him with Mike Leach, because Costello can throw, but he's, he's never thrown with that volume before. Going to put up like 500 yards a game and four really TDs. excited to see Mike Leach's offense in the SEC. I am. I will watch them play Alabama. I am excited for that. Mike Leach doesn't I love Mike Leach. Produce bad college football quarterbacks. Say, my two favorite coaches in all of football are Mike Leach and Ed Orgeron. Facts. I love Mike Leach. That dude's offenses are electric to watch. Um, electric. But because if he would still be a Washington State, then I'd say Washington State's my favorite to win the conference. Um, because it doesn't matter who they had a quarterback. Every quarterback they had threw for 4,500 yards and 35 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, their dude last year, the, the on, that was the only year he started as a quarterback. And he was a senior. And he led the country until like the second to last or very last week of the season. He led the country in passing. And then Burrow passed him because postseason games count. But the, He could throw. First season as a starter. And he had a bajillion touchdowns. As I say, so who who you have um, in the championship game? I think it'll be USC and then I'll go I'll go for Stanford. I think Oregon's offense is just gonna let him down too much. Cause the thing with Stanford is just last year they couldn't score points. And the funny thing is, is Davis Mills, the guy who was their quarterback last year, that guy came in as the top-rated recruit at quarterback in his class, and he was in the same class as Tua, and the guys who just got drafted. Um, I guess it's like the prevailing thought there is having been kind of thrown into the fire, an off-season to work, he'll be better. If he is, I think Stanford will be good again. Because um, I think Shaw is a super underappreciated head coach for how good of a job he's done there. I was say, this he, is last year was the only bad year he had. Yeah, uh, that's the only time I think they haven't won ten games. Yeah, since Harbaugh. Because I think you you would have fully expected them to just fall back off after Harbaugh left. Mm-mm. Um, but instead, I mean, they've been crazy good. They have been consistently the toughest team that Notre Dame has played every year. And Notre Dame plays good people every year. We play Clemson this year. I'd say Clemson's going to be the best team we play this year. Um, but no, Stanford has been really good with David Shaw. I think they'll be good again. So I'm going to go with Stanford against USC. I think USC will win just because they can seriously score. If their defense is really good, they'll be really, really good. I would agree. Um, yeah, I think USC will beat Stanford. Um, I don't know, like something like I don't know, thirty-eight to thirty-one. 
Stamp it. <laughs> I have uh, I have USC too. As I say, I think their offense would just be too good in the Pac-12 to stop. And I have Oregon just because I'm not sold on Cal, not sold on Washington. Uh, and Mike Leach is gone out of Washington State. I yeah. I agree that uh, Shaw will have a bounce back year at Stanford. I agree. Yeah, I, I guess I guess it's just. But how I, big of a bounce back yeah. season is it? Um, so I'm going USC winning the Pac-12, going ten and two, thirty-five to twenty-eight again. No, no, thirty-five to thirty. Just because no one in the Pac-12 is going to blow anyone out. They're just not good enough. There's not like no. one team that's way better than the other. Do you watch the Pac-12 after dark games? Yeah, they're fun to watch. Offense, remember, offense, offense. I say I just remember living in Phoenix for two years, and I, I, I'd, I'd wake up to watch Nebraska at nine a.m. in Arizona, which is eleven a.m. here. I'd wake up to watch Nebraska at nine a.m. Then I'd watch games in the afternoon, and then like prime time games would be at five in Arizona or four thirty. So I'd watch Notre Dame at four thirty. And then ESPN would be like, yeah, Pac-12 after dark. <laughs> and it's 645 in Arizona. And the sun's still out. But on the East Coast, it's 10. <laughs> and everybody's going to bed. <laughs> like People are just starting to go out and do stuff here. And the rest of the country is about to fall asleep. But also, you're, I don't watch it as much. I used to watch it like when... Um, yeah, who was the running back at UCLA when Brett Hundley was their quarterback? It was Jonathan something, I thought. No. Something Scott, right? No, I thought it, I thought it started with an S. Regardless. USC, UCLA with Brett Hundley was really good. Like, And USC was still good. Mm-hmm. Stanford was really good. And Oregon. Oregon was really good. Washington was starting to get good again. Washington State was starting to score. A ton say, of that points. was the the start of Mike Leach. Yeah, um, and Arizona State's previous coach before Herm Edwards was still there, and Arizona State had like two really good years. Mm-hmm. I watched Pac-12 after dark then because the games were they were great games. Because um, the game that used to be like the must-watch game of just the Pac-12 season was uh, oh, mine was always Oregon Stanford. It was it was either Stanford, Oregon, or Stanford and Washington. Mm-hmm. Especially if the Stanford Washington game was being played in Seattle, because <laughs> Washington's just a di- they were just a different bear at home than they were on the road. Um, but as I said, the Pac-12 kind of falling off, and watching Colorado play Oregon State and Corvallis at nine thirty, which doesn't do it for me. It's anymore. not attractive. Um. But yeah, I think yeah we both agree. Uh, USC. I said we just want to run back through everything and yeah, yeah, just say go our, one our recap. Conference winners. Recap everything. Okay. I say if you just want to go conference by conference. Yeah. I'll go after you. Five. Oh, I can't remember my scores. Yeah, my scores then. I didn't. No, write it I down. have mine. Um. All right. So I know the winners. <laughs> I guess you can. Re- yo, yo, I guess it. you can repick your scores if you weren't happy with your old ones. Nah, all my old ones are good. So ACC. Clemson winner. Yeah. Um that's pretty obvious. 
Um, you want me to go games or just winners? Like, as in who they're playing? Yeah. Yeah, I do that. Okay. You want to go on this one, Tim? I can't remember yeah, who yeah, I said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, ACC, I have Clemson beating Florida State 45-21 win the ACC. Um, SEC, I have Alabama winning the West, Georgia winning the East, Alabama winning 37-27 in the title game. Uh, Big Ten, I have Wisconsin winning the Legends and you know, Leaders. It's West and East now. It's West and East? Yep. When did they change that? Oh, they changed it two oh, like years two after year. oh, they yeah. went like Legends and Leaders. They changed yeah, the West I don't know why East. they did Legends and Leaders. Was stupid. That was weird. Okay, Wisconsin winning the, w- the West, Ohio State winning the East, and then Ohio State just drubbing Wisconsin 55-20 in the Big Ten title game. I genuinely think it'll be more than that. Like, I think that game will be worse for Wisconsin than what I said. I'm just trying to be nice. Um, Big 12, all I have written down is Texas fifth place. <laughs> so That's all you need to that's, know. Because I'm calling my shot on that. Texas fifth place, Tom Herman gets fired. Um, Oklahoma's going to beat Oklahoma State or Baylor. I think they're interchangeable, really, because I, I, I just think there's separation between Oklahoma and the rest of the pack. Mm-hmm. I don't have a score for that. It'll probably be a lot to a little. <laughs> um, Pac-12, USC beating Stanford, what I say, 35-31? You had it close, I think. Yeah, I think 35-31. I believe it said stamp it. So, yes, stamp it for so, sure. And the ACC, I put Clemson, obvious winner. Um, I had I had North Carolina, I believe. Upstart, you Sam Howell, going to... Kick Thank some you, ass. Clemson beating North Carolina. Um, SEC. Uh, I had Florida versus Bama. Mm-hmm. With Florida winning, the SEC ballsy play, but we'll see if it pays off. Uh, Big 12, obvious Oklahoma versus those two teams to mention, Oklahoma State and Baylor. They are yeah. interchangeable. Yeah. I think I had Oklahoma State because of Chuba Hubbard, but yeah. – um, Big Ten, another one that's pretty obvious. Ohio State. I had Wisconsin because Minnesota loses everyone. Iowa loses a lot, and Wisconsin always has a really good defense, but it's not a close game. And then the Pac-12, I had USC versus Oregon, and I had USC winning it because of uh, Caden Slovis. So. Yeah, I think USC has a distinct advantage of being like the one team that isn't losing a lot of important people. Especially the quarterback. <laughs> um, so. Well, guys, thank you for sticking yeah. with us in this journey. Um, I say next time, I say this time we did our conference breakdowns, we talked about who we think we're going to win. Next time, <laughs> I think we're going to be more specific in terms of going through conferences and just what players. Yeah, we, we kind of did an overview, overview today. Yeah, as I say, we. we we mentioned players that we think will be important, but we're going to go more in-depth on mm-hmm. that um, next time. As I say, next time. i got a great acronym for you guys. Yes. I'm going <laughs> to... So you, the, got them, you got them both? So, yeah, you guys could decide which one's better. So we have the put wolf <laughs> and the put wolf tax. <laughs> so the put wolf is P-T-W-O-F, and that stands for players to watch out for. It's not yep. bad. Just, mean, my yeah. favorite. My favorite's the Pitta Wolf Tax. <laughs> it's also my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's players to watch out for that aren't certified studs. So uh 
look out for that. That will be our next podcast within the next couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah. Peace. Yeah. Peace, guys. Adios, fellas. See you next time. Good day. Good day.